Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Caroline Clark uh, from I Am Here and Jim Breen from I Am Here. And you know these people a lot, I'm sure, from working suicide over the years. Um, Caroline, what is I Am Here? So I Am Here is about culture change. We positively disrupt beliefs and behaviours around mental health and emotional well-being in the workplace. And, and that's really about getting people to really believe and live that it's okay not to feel okay and it's absolutely okay to to ask for help so essentially what that looks like is a four-stage program in a company and ultimately what we do is we empower individuals with courage confidence and skills to have compassionate conversations with their colleagues who may need help and their number one role really is to signpost supporting services within the workplace um, and that's our number one goal and we do that through um, four stages, as I said, um, and that's I'm here. The why, which is really about instilling the culture piece within the organisation. It explains what I'm here is all about, the role of what we call tribe mem I'm here tribe members and I'm here ambassadors. Um, then we move on to recruiting tribe members. And the role of the tribe members is really about is the culture piece. So we get as many people to become uh, a tribe member of I'm here where they really really do believe that it's okay not to feel okay and it's absolutely okay to ask for help so it's all around the permissibility piece of each other it's a collective responsibility at that stage they do a 20 minute e-learning course and um, there's also assets around that to help it live and breathe on the ground and companies also do events so it could be things like a, a video from a leadership um, team member um, at that stage then, the tribe members, a certain percentage of them will then move forward and they are the people who really want to make a difference within the organisation and help their fellow colleagues. And I'm talking about the workplace now, but it also can be a school, it could be a rugby club, um, it could be a charity. So the I'm Here Ambassadors uh, do a two hour e-learning course where we take them through three three hours, which we call a show you care, which is really all around, well, how do you approach somebody who, who's not feeling okay? Um, and it's body language, it's listening skills, and we have a lovely model called CLEAR, which is really about showing compassion, listening, empathy, acceptance, and real, so being your true self. Um, and then we go on to asking the question, and that's really about what are the questions that people need to ask to help um, reveal how they're feeling, and um, trusted enough to be able to express that. And then last but not least, it's about signposting the help and support that they need. And then the final element, which is the, the ongoing piece, um, is a, the arena. And the arena is really about ongoing support. So making the ambassadors the best ambassadors that can be. So it's all about really, really supporting them and also enhancing their courage, confidence and skills um, within the organisation and help as many people as they can. Yeah. And Jim, you're the founder of I Am Here and a lot of people have made you through your cycle against suicide work as well. I guess what we've seen over the last 15 years or so is this massive mental health conversation that's happened and all the kind of anti-stigma work that's happened. And it strikes me that when we start conversations and, and get people to sort of seek help, the message they often get in, in the community is there is no help. Um, and that's probably got a lot worse over the last 15 years. 
this strikes me as a nice way of organising it because presumably in the workplace you can set this up so that there is support, there is help, there's not a kind of no response when people actually really need it. Yeah, I guess there's, there's probably three parts to that. The first part is, you know, being someone myself who has, you know, after, in my case, you know, 43 years, uh, I eventually reached out for help. And and that wasn't pretty, you know. It uh, it wasn't that I reached out for help on a, on a Tuesday and by Thursday everything was wrapped up nice and neatly in a bow. Um, it was very messy. And the first part of it is, you know, really understanding that it can be messy wherever you're doing it. You know, even if the help and support is right there at the tip of your nose, it's still difficult for a person who's not feeling well to reach out and be able to articulate exactly what they're looking for. So that's the first part is understanding, you know, it, it, it can be messy. The second thing is um, really um, being prepared to look at it differently. And for example, within I Am Here and within Cycle Against Suicide, help and support doesn't need to always come from a qualified psychotherapist or a qualified counsellor. It can also come from a trusted adult. If you're a child, it can come from you know, your rugby coach. It can come from a parent, sibling, friend, colleague. Um, and then the third thing, as you said, is in the workplace, we have an opportunity to really make sure that there's a systematic, proven, quality controlled way. So when people are at the stage where they're signposted for help, even if, for example, Carol Ann comes to me, she recognizes I'm not feeling myself. She has the courage, confidence and skills to show she cares, to ask the question and then to help me call for help. Even if I don't go to the right place in the workplace, as long as you're asking for help, we can make sure through I am here that even if that first door you knock at is not the best door, that there will be a well-organized referral program that's quick. So for example, if I'm going there um, because um, the you know the because we don't teach people diagnosis, we do not pe- teach people labeling. You know, within I am here at no stage you'll hear about what are the symptoms of. So when I go and I and I reach out for help. Um, at that stage I'm met with compassion and that compassion then may be this is great that you've asked for help now the best person for you to speak with is actually over here I now as a trained professional I want to bring you to another trained professional so that that approach in the workplace you're absolutely right we can we can make sure that that's controlled a lot tighter than it would be in maybe regular society that said I'm here has got two strands to it. The first strand is we bring it into an employer. So for example, Woolworths in Australia, they're the largest employer in Australia. They have 200,000 team members. Or CISC here in Ireland, they're one of the largest construction companies. And CISC, for example, with 1,600 employees, 1,600 team members, they, by bringing it into their own organisation, can also gift it to any other 1,600 people anywhere so it can be gifted to the charity that they support it can be gifted to their local schools it can be gifted to their um, local rugby clubs or football clubs whatever now in that environment we also work very very carefully and diligently for that last element as you said that last yard that last that last inch where i've had the courage confidence and skills as an ambassador to help a fellow colleague reach out for help. 
Now, when that brave step is taken and I'm actually asking for help, let's make sure that I'm met with compassion and I'm met with empathy and I'm met with um, the support and help that I deserve. So we're very much around that, that last inch, inch being right. None of this is, is, um, is about saying it's a, it's a perfect solution. Come back to the start, it's still messy, you know, and part of, I think, the, the magic of I am here, just like the magic of cycling and suicide is, it doesn't have to be all wrapped up nice and neatly in a bow or in a box for it to work. It can still work as long as that human compassionate connection is, is kept, you know, as being, as being the core to everything that we do. I hear what you're saying about not using diagnostic labelling, but I think it strikes me, having looked at mental health in the workplace, programmes and initiatives, that they work very well for some types of problems, some difficulties, and less well for other more severe or more complex issues. And I wonder what your reflections are on that, on the how you can try and reach people who are really going through very severe, troubling times and maybe aren't even part of a workplace or are taking time away from work. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a very valid question. So again, with I Am Here, if you look at it, what we, what we do is um, we give uh, a regular, you know, Caroline or Jim or John or Mary in the workplace the courage, confidence and skills to signpost where help is available to one of their colleagues that may need it. Once that signposting is done, it's really important to understand that there's a whole spectrum of need that, that, may, be, that may be met. And, for example, in an organisation like Woolworths or CISC, they have really well uh, put in place EAP programmes, employment system programmes, and other support services that are there. And the reality is that the surveys that we've done and the surveys that third parties have done have determined that 50% of people don't even know those services exist. So that's the starting point. And not only that, but we know from the data, uh, and we have Siobhan O'Neill, Professor Siobhan O'Neill, we've got Barry McGale as our advisors, and I'm here just like they were advisors to us with cycling and suicide. And we know that there's huge percentages of people who take their life having never asked for help. Mm-hmm. So again, what we're, what we're doing with I'm here is we're saying there is a spectrum of need and within that spectrum of need, there are all sorts of different uh, requirements of support for those needs. And at its most severe and at its most mild, it doesn't matter. I am here as about compassionate connection regardless. And it can work on the basis that we say, look, there's, there's a couple of quick wins for us. Number one is change beliefs so that it's okay not to feel okay. If people can believe that, we know that's a win. We know it's a win if people change help-seeking so that it's help-seeking behaviour so that it's absolutely okay to ask for help, which is a big change. And once you've got the belief that it's okay not to feel okay, once you change your behaviour so that it's absolutely okay to ask for help, you're already much further ahead than you were at the start. And now you're, you're going into... Um, a set of help and supports that we know in the workplace are massively underutilized. I mean, the support services that are provided by employers for their employees are massively underutilized generally. And again, the data supports this. So what we're doing is we're not having to reinvent that wheel in the workplace. Now, again, it's very different outside of the workplace because outside of the workplace, it's, it's, a, it's a different set of circumstances. But within the workplace, we're saying cater for the fact that everyone's human, mm-hmm. everyone's individual, and compassionate connection is the way that we treat everybody with, with those, with those um, unique new traits. And the reason we, 
we don't train people how to diagnose or how to, or how to label is for a start. You know, I've, I've got an amazing person, I've got an amazing um, psychotherapist I've been seeing for you know, six or seven years, and we're just beginning our journey after six or seven years. And, you know, as, as, as experienced and as qualified as she is, she would agree that the more she practices, the slower she is to give a diagnosis. You know, so the idea that you can, through a quick, you know, first aid type of approach, teach somebody in a space of a few hours how to diagnose issues, we just believe is flawed. It's much, much better to say, the only, the only label I'm going to give you today is you're a human like me. And I don't need to know even the details about what went, what went wrong. All, I need, all I'm asking is if you can gift me with the, with the honour of sharing with me how you feel, I will treat that in trust and I will bring it. I will bring you and that to where help and support is available. So it's it's about keeping it really simple, you know, like not not over complicating it beyond that. Now, what happens from that point on is the rest of the journey, and that the rest of the journey again will have will have ups and downs. And one thing is that Carlan is very keen to to always emphasise when we speak with our clients is the ambassadors, those people who are acting as signposts, they need to also be really carefully supported in the process. Because if I'm saying to Caroline, look, thank you so much for sharing with me how you feel. Um, here, let's let's go and speak with whomever. You know, there's there's an accountability that I might feel there that we have to carefully manage as well and make sure that everybody's looked after. I'm interested in what you both think just taking it slightly up into more of a social setting, because you talk about this compassionate connection, compassionate conversation idea, which is a really strong idea. And I think, you know, I still notice a lot about people's response to mental health difficulties in the street. You know, somebody who's talking to themselves and hearing voices, somebody who's got addiction problems and homeless on the street. We still ignore all of those people or are frightened of all of those people. And I'm thinking about how you can apply this approach that you have so that as a society we can be a little bit more connected. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I can give you an example of a brief that we have in at the moment. And um, it's for teachers and who are experiencing aggression and violence towards them by their students and families. And their view is, you know, let's implement I'm here with the teachers. And... Our, our philosophy is that, well, actually, let's look at the full ecosystem because, you know, if, if you take a step back as teachers, um, yes, we can, we can support each other. However, what if we treated the students and the parents with compassion and recognise that they too are, are struggling and going through something? So let's bring them in. Let's do the full ecosystem and that's where we'll create an impact. So I think it's about... That's the beauty of I'm here is that it will enable you to help the people that are in front of you and you will treat people with compassion and we, we will provide you with a life skill that you will take outside of that situation and that you can bring that into the world. So it's really your outlook will change. Um, and 
and then also by doing the the, the CSR side of it or the, the social license as we call it is that you're naturally bringing that either out as well so when we talk to companies we say to them look say for example if you're working with Focus Ireland you know imagine if you can gift all your volunteers to go out into the community and be enable them to have compassionate conversations with the most vulnerable people on the streets and bring in your families at the same time. I mean, one of our own clients has, um, you know, he, he um, has already shared I'm here with his kids, for example. So his kids are now able to go into school and use the language around it's okay not to feel okay. So just to sum it up, for me, it is about a life skill that you can bring into your community and look at your outlook just changes. Yeah, and I think, I think I mean, that's beautifully said and maybe just to echo some of those I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a social entrepreneur, and that's how I think, and that's how I act, that's how I behave, and it's kind of just it's just my DNA. And part of it is maybe we we as entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs, we do look at the world slightly differently. So I remember with Cycle Against Suicide, like we're here in we're we're here in Derry today, here in, in London Derry, and I've spoken to multiple schools in this town, you know, and I've spoken to hundreds of schools around the island of Ireland. I, I spoke with forty thousand students a year for four years and I was very lucky to have a driver who'd drive me around because I'd speak to four schools a day and I remember when Barry would, would, would get to a school and he would just ask me before we you know as we'd drive in the, the, the driveway he'd say so Jim is this an old girls school is an old boys school is it co-ed he'd look around to figure out is it rural is it is it urban um, is it in a kind of a well-off area deprived area is it a dish school whatever and um I remember I, you know, I'd always get the same reaction every time I'd say it's an all boys school and he'd go and, and after after a couple of days of this I said Barry um, every time I tell you it's an all boys school you kind of go oh, why is that and he said oh, yeah just you know every time you go into the all boys school there's about 30 seconds at the start before you get them and I never know are you going to get them and I go yeah I love that 30 seconds <laughs> you know because give me the hardest, give me the most difficult situation to get our message across. And when we get it across, see the delta that we leave that school with. So like I love going into you know Loretto Convent in Clonmel where all girls school and they'd, they'd have all the cakes out for you and the bunting. It's fantastic and they'd be singing songs. And bring, but you also give, bring me into one of you know, Desh all boys school in you know inner city Dublin or whatever where you're going in in the morning and you know from uh, you know the, the way that the students are treated with care that it's it's a it's a bonus that they've got to school you know not that they're five minutes late or ten minutes late they're welcomed at the door even if they come in at 20 past nine and in that environment to get young men um, you know agreeing that it's okay not to feel okay and believing that it's absolutely okay to ask for help you know, I, I love that so go back now to I am here and your question we will work with businesses and other organisations who already have connections that we don't have like for example CISC our construction firm so they'll have inroads into society that we won't have mm. let's use those inroads to, to get in touch with, get in compassionate connection with the most vulnerable in our society. Last week, uh, um, Caroline was in with the prison services. Now, I've spoken in Port Leash, I've spoken in um, 
Limerick Prison and Cork Prison and other prisons around the island of Ireland. And I've spoken, you know, in, in uh, Limerick, Limerick's women prison where the, the uh, women that I got to meet with um, were serving very, very long sentences. And again, in that environment where you can have an opportunity to make a change and some of the letters you get afterwards, you know, at the time I was running around the island of Ireland, I was running 50 kilometres a day and one of the one of the prisoners in um, in Port Leash uh, sent me a, a letter um, two or three weeks later that he had ran every day around the yard in support of me. I didn't know it at the time. And that's a huge impact that we're having. We can make that impact. We can do it if we keep it simple. Mm. We can do it if we say it's okay not to feel okay. It's absolutely great as for help. Show you care. Ask the question. Call for help. Treat people with absolute respect and make sure that we're all human and in the process if we can signpost help to one of our colleagues one of our team members in a respectful compassionate way we both win both of us win and you know i don't believe there's anything like pure altruism i think everybody wins when we can help somebody else and i do believe the greatest gift and in fact the um the day I learned this was actually here in Derry um, in, a, in, a, in an all-boys school. Um, it's changed since because they, they've changed the, the schools are amalgamated. And it was the day I learned that the greatest gift you can get is when somebody shares with you how they feel. Mm. It's the greatest gift. If you can treat that gift with absolute respect. Now, when we leave here today, we'll all walk past homeless people um, the, the, the majority of whom are homeless because of mental health issues we will walk past them and that's okay too we do not have to be perfect here mm-hmm. all we got to do is, is work together to make a positive difference and one of the things about I'm here is deliberately it's designed as a program which is not a wash and go it's very much we, we work with over a period of time to make a difference step by step, you know, inch by inch sometimes.